0: G'day, g'day. Um, Last night I was at my Ongo group. It's uh, based on a book called The Ongo Book, O-N-G-O, by Catherine Cadden and Jessie Beans. And we meet up every week, every Wednesday night for 12 weeks. And then we go through the activities in the book. There's one for the whole group, which lasts about an hour and a half, the whole thing. And then every week there's solo practices and every week there's a buddy practice. Um, And it's based around Marshall Rosenberg's NVC, Nonviolent Communication. Essentially what I'm doing it for and I think pretty much what it's about, it's about communicating better. It's about building better relationships and deepening connection between people. So I did, I got there early to do my buddy practice with my buddy and first we read a passage from the book, one of us read it to the other, actually we both read parts, then we did a 10 minute silent meditation together and then we did the activity. So bear in mind my buddy and I have only met at the group, we never actually had a like one-on-one conversation. We didn't know each other before and we have had one buddy practice by phone before and we did have a bit of a chat. So that's all we know of each other. Um, and first of all, just doing the meditation together. I've done a I've done, um, this was the sixth week, so I've done five before with a buddy where you just sit there and meditate together. And I've never done that before in my life. I've meditated before on my own and I've meditated in a group when I've been learning to meditate or attending things. I've never been meditated just me and one other person. It's quite a different thing. It's hard to put into words. I mean, you're just sitting there in silence together. But it really does create something it creates some kind of a bond and I can't say more than that it's um, I'm still I'm still getting used to the idea I've I'd never expected it didn't know about it until recently then with the activity was quite simple um, one of us would it was three things understanding acceptance and belonging and One person would say to the other, what is acceptance? And then the other person would just speak at random, whatever came into their head about that word, what it meant to them. And the person who had asked the question said nothing. They could respond through facial expression, but there was no saying anything verbally, no no response. And then when the person speaking had finished speaking, They would take a deep breath in, and then they would ask the question back, what is acceptance? And then the other person would speak. And we went through this process for the three words, acceptance, belonging, and understanding. And again, such a simple thing that I know the me of a few years ago would have thought, oh, what a waste of time. What, what's that about? That's just not doing anything. I found it fantastic. The freedom of being able to express yourself. The words were just, in a way, just a trigger, so that to guide you so you had something to talk about so you just didn't sit there going, oh, mm-hmm, whatever. Um, so it almost could have been about any word. The freedom to, to just talk and not have to deal with the fact that the other person wants to say something. Have I been talking for too long? Am I sounding boring? Am I, um, are they disapproving of me? Are they judging me? You're really just speaking. And, of course, you could do the same thing by yourself and feel even more free, perhaps, of those fears of judgment and ass- assessment and evaluation, etc. But there was something amazing about being witnessed in speaking whatever was on your mind, whether it was profound or completely shallow, whether it made sense or it sounded confusing, whether you were giving an opinion and a judgment yourself or not, whether it was really speaking from the heart or whether it was actually a bit rubbish, <laughs> it didn't It didn't matter. And the other person, you knew they were listening because that was part of the exercise and you knew that if they weren't listening, if their mind was wandering, they were at least noticing that their mind was wandering and making some attempt to bring it back. And what was also completely fascinating was that my buddy's answers to those um, questions were so different to mine, and yet there was so much overlap. So they're different because they give a unique perspective. That person's obviously had a completely different life history, but there's so much overlap. And this is what I've found in the whole ongoing process, is it's been very reassuring and comforting to notice how all the – secret fears, doubts, self-criticisms, false beliefs that I have. Everybody else has them. They have them in a different version. They have them in a different percentage of one over the other. They have them related to a different context and they use different words to express them and explain them. But we all have the same fears and doubts to different degrees and that's been very comforting. So I guess I'm just talking about being able to speak freely in front of someone else and that that has a unique power of its own and having that attitude of curiosity when I'm listening, when I was listening to my buddy, I wasn't preparing what I was going to say in response. I wasn't mentally agreeing or disagreeing with what he was saying. I wasn't feeling sorry for him and wanting to rescue him. I wasn't doing anything except listening and hearing and having a desire to understand and witness and accept and just be there. was a very different experience to what normal conversation is. And I felt like it gave me a rest. Normal conversation can be exhausting because of that expectation. You've got to reply. You've got to prove that you are listening. You've got to appear to be on the same page, or or disagree and then face um, a potential conflict. You you feel well. Um, here I am saying you. I feel during conversation that there's a certain code, a certain set of rules that I'm to follow and that if I don't follow them then this isn't a real conversation and I'll be expelled from the the process um, it was it was just very liberating to well we still had rules they were just different rules hmm again I'm not quite clear on exactly how to explain what was so new and growthful and different and restful about the experience. It gave me a degree of peace, a breather. It was really fun. It was really, really fun. Okay, I'll leave you with that. See you later. Yeah, I'm back because I thought of something else to say. That ongoing Buddy practice I was talking about is kind of similar to what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm finding my voice. I'm finding a way to express myself with, over time, fewer and fewer and fewer of those things where I veer off into being judgmental accidentally or I veer off into being unclear or my thoughts are kind of jumbled up and have no logical sequence um, and are not necessarily easy to listen to. And it's why this, producing this, so called podcast <laughs> is something I'm very excited about um, because I'm only too aware I am very very aware of its imperfections I don't need anyone to point them out to me, although you may have picked up different imperfections to the one I'm picking up uh, ones I'm picking up, but the whole point the whole thing that's happening here is I'm doing something I'm not good at and I'm not doing it well. I'm doing it, well, okay, or maybe terribly. doesn't matter, I'm doing it. And in the doing, I will become better at it. It has to be that way because that is how humans are. And at this point in time, this podcast is not meant to be Fantastic. It's not meant to be incredibly valuable. It's not meant to be anything except me trying it out. So I'm not serving anyone else but myself right now. I'm doing it for me. But over time, I will formulate my thoughts more clearly, I will speak better. I will make better analogies, I will speak more fluently, I will have my episodes and topics and thoughts in some kind of order. Little by little, there will be value for others that will creep in. And perhaps the value right now for others is infinitesimal. I can't say, I'm not the other listening. And I feel that over time that value will increase. That is my ultimate aim, to be of service, to be of value to others. But I can't focus on that now. It's not the right time. I'm not ready to. This isn't a good enough product yet. Or it's good enough for some people maybe. Who knows? I'm speaking to... The idea of just getting on with it and doing it and not worrying too much about how good it is and not thinking of evaluations, critiques, techniques, strategies, not not thinking of them. They're there, they're important, but not focusing heavily on them to the detriment of actually taking some action. Hmm. Okay, now I'm really done. Thank you.